Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 685. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Shane will tell you how at the end of the program. Let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I've got a powerful, a very powerful message. Anything from God is powerful. Everything from man is not powerful. It's everything that you see on the news is destructive. And for most people that have a problem with depression, it's very wrong for you to watch that sort of thing. That's all they have to report to you unsaved people is things that are depressing and are uh, not edifying whatsoever at all. We have also um, music and also uh, letters for you to hear. But right now, let's pray. Father, we thank and praise your holy name because you have delivered us unto all righteousness. You've shown us what all righteousness is, everything that is righteous. And you've also told us what was not righteous. And we see the entire world going after that which is unrighteous. We pray, Lord, that there'll be something incorporated within the words you give me to preach today and to teach that it will bring home conviction on people's souls, that they will begin reading your word and taking up the cross, denying themselves, and follow you. Uh, Lord, the body of Christ must be unified and the sooner that we're unified, the sooner you're going to be right back to earth here, and we're going to not have to be hassled any longer by a bunch of devils. Lord, we uh, pray that you will block every door to Satan, and that everybody will pray with us that you will do that, and that you will open every door for us, those of us that are born again of the Spirit, that uh, the people in the world will be soon saved, those that will, will be saved, and that Satan will be bound, and that we will have clear sailing from now until the time comes where you split those eastern skies, and we see you coming back to earth as we are gravitating up to heaven with you, and the people on the earth that will not rise will be praying for the rocks and the mountains to fall on them uh, for fear of the Lamb of God, which is you, Jesus. Lord God, we pray these things in the, that this will be a message that will get people to come forth and be counted for. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right, now we have... Um, uh, I believe the Word of God, and I believe uh, when I'm preaching and teaching, I know the Word of God, and I believe uh, a song, uh, the song that I uh, am singing, it was arranged by Joe Leahy, and I'm singing, it's called, I Believe. Night, a candle glow. 
shall eat or see the sky, then I know why I believe every time I hear of you, Lord, baby, cry or touch a leaf or see the sky, then I know why I believe. Praise the Lord. For, for I delivered unto you first of all, you Christians, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins. That's a really a strong statement if you are not on drugs. It's a very strong statement if you're not on booze. It's not a very strong statement if you're a person that doesn't uh, love the Lord. But Christ uh, died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and he rose again the third day according uh, to the scriptures. According to his prophecy, he stated it would happen. And he went. He was ashamed. He hated the shame of the cross, but he went anyway so that we could be saved. Moses and Elijah appeared before him, strengthening him, telling him, if you don't die, if you don't go through with it, it's for sure everybody in the world will be lost, even us of the Old Testament. And that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of about 500 brethren at once. This is when he was raised from the dead and he was raised into the kingdom of heaven. So people could see his body going up into heaven uh, with uh, the power of the Lord, the Spirit of God, of whom the greater part of the people that saw him remain unto this present day. But some are fallen asleep. Verse 7, After that he was seen of James and then of all the apostles, all the apostles saw him. And what good would that do for the apostles to see him? Because they doubted him. Because you can uh, say, well, you know, I'm one of the two witnesses, and you can doubt that. But when the time comes, and you see it happen exactly the way the Bible says it will happen, and you see Jesus, uh, 
be crucified, buried, and then raised from the dead after three days, this gives you enough faith because it, it isn't that it was uh, you received it because all of you were a bunch of cowards. You uh, locked yourself up in a room. You were shivering. You were shaking. And then Jesus walked right through the wall on you. Then of all the apostles, he was seen. Verse 8, and last of all, he was seen of me in those days also, as of one born out of due time. Well, I believe Paul was born (laughs) at the exact right time. God doesn't do things that are wrong. Verse 9, for I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Now let's see, for people that turn people in, he persecuted the church. But there's one person that persecuted Jesus and did more than just persecute him. He turned him over to the secular power. Uh, This is John chapter 19, verse 9 through 11. 9. And Pilate went again into the judgment hall and saith unto Jesus, Where art thou? Whence art thou? Where do you come come from, son? Son? Oh, son, you know. We don't think much of you, but whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer, but it's no good to give an answer to people that you know they're going to say, oh, get out of here. So he didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. He just didn't answer him. Well, that isn't very polite, you'll say. The Lord doesn't need to be polite. Does a grizzly bear when he's chasing you does he uh, is he polite? Well, Jesus said that he's going to throw people like him into hell in the lake of fire, so he doesn't have to be polite to him. He calls people like that chaff, and therefore they're to be burned, because chaff is of no avail whatsoever, and they burn forever, and they scream forever, and they gnaw on their teeth and their tongue and they grind their uh, teeth then saith Pilate unto him speakest thou um, not unto me knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee I can do whatever I want. I can crucify you because I'm a big man. Yeah, we know you're a big man right now. I have the power to crucify thee and have the power to release thee. If you'll be nice and talk to me nice. But Jesus answered him and said, verse 11, Thou couldst have no power at all against me. I wouldn't be standing here at all, except it were given 
the from above. In other words, I'm, I'm supposed to be crucified. Therefore, he that delivered me unto thee hath a greater sin. Well, who delivered him to Pilate? Judas Iscariot, a Christian. It's just like we, we see people that, as the Lord said in the Bible, that they would be, uh, in the last days, betraying one another and uh, turning people in to the Antichrist cult. Uh, and so if you don't believe the Bible, and of course you don't believe this, and if you're not at all concerned about your soul, eh, this doesn't mean anything to you. Because you're just too wise. You're more wise than God himself, aren't you? Well, we don't believe in God, you may say. Well, let me tell you something. You will believe in him. He promised that there would be all these things. All tsunamis, earthquakes, hurricanes, twisters. Uh, all the diseases we have in the world today, and they're happening. And it's worse than ever before. And I told you a few months ago it's going to get worse and worse. Worse and worse. And is it? Look at over in China. They figure there's over 100,000 dead there and the same thing in Burma. And then there's people getting killed every day over here in the United States because they don't trust in the Lord. They don't have anything to do with God. So I'm going to start where we left off yesterday, the 15th chapter, and we're at verse 29. He's talking about people that don't believe that uh, there's any resurrection. There's all kinds of people like that. The Sadducees don't believe that there's any resurrection from the dead. Then why, the Apostle Paul is saying, are we going through all these persecutions and everything for just preaching that there was the Christ died and was resurrected? Shall we start at uh, verse 29? Else, what shall they do? which are baptized for the dead. Uh, well, we must be baptized. We must be mortified. When we become mortified, mortal, we are become dead to the things of this world and alive to the things of Christ. We become new creatures in Christ Jesus. And he allows us to be mortified. Now, the Holy Spirit enters into us and it mortifies or deadens the desire to sin. So God gives us a big head start there in our life with Christ by uh, mortifying us. We're alive, uh, more alive than we've ever been before, but we're dead to sin. We can't sin any longer because... We don't want to go to hell because we sin again. The law comes crashing down upon us and tells us that we're sinners again. And the Lord says, I died once. I'm alive forevermore now, and I'm not going to cover your sins anymore. So the Bible also tells us, word of God, 
And the word of God is more powerful than all the other words of all humanity and everybody in the entire universe. He says, if you do that, you're like a dog. If you go sin again, you're like a dog that has returned to his vomit and a sow that returns to its mire. And then you're going around telling everybody that there's no resurrection. We don't have anything to look forward to other than this uh, rotten, filthy world. Else what shall they do which are baptized for the dead, if the dead rise not? Is that what you're saying, that there's not going to be any resurrection, that the dead rise not at all? Foolish. Fool. You fool. Thou fool. Why are they then baptized for the dead? What's the point? Why go through a ceremony like that if it's fictitious? Verse 30. And why stand we in jeopardy every hour? Why, we don't know what's going to happen to us one hour from the next. We know that these government devils are putting together schemes on how to arrest us or how to make it look like an accident when they kill us or how to make it look like they are justified by taking children away from their mothers. And I really don't care. The Bible says that uh, a woman can be married when she's 10 years old. You could read that in the book of Jasher. Give me the book of Jasher over here a minute, please. And the book of Jasher is mentioned in the Bible a couple of times. And so it just doesn't make sense to disbelieve the Bible. Uh, let's see. I think I'll read those scriptures from Jasher again. I've read them before over and over again. Now it says in verse 39... I believe it's uh, chapter 24. I need assistance because I'm blind here. But, you know, uh, what a reward I'm going to get because I preach more gospel than most people today, and I'm blind. And you're not doing anything, and you've got 20-20 vision, many of you. So it says, verse 39, And they all bless the Lord. It's this wedding party here. They're getting ready to send Rebecca to her 40-year-old husband who brought this thing about. And they gave him Rebecca. Ten-year-old little Rebecca. Well, I think that's wrong. Look at you, idiot. This is the, uh, uh, the cream of the Jews, the highest caliber of person that's ever been born. Rebecca, the daughter of Bethuel, for a wife, for Isaac. Now, Isaac is 40 years old. She's only 10. And the young woman was of a very comely appearance. She was a virgin, and Rebecca was 10 years old. They say, where in the Bible does it say that? Well, 
You know, the Catholics have five or six more books in their Catholic Bible. And they are uh, good books because the gospel in itself or the Bible in itself is, is wonderful. And it was a Catholic person that made up that book and also the King James. They gathered all the books together and decided what was going to go into the King James Version of the Bible. And they decided not to have this book in there. Because remember, they're mostly homosexuals and child molesters. So they don't want to admit that it's all right for a young girl who's reached puberty to marry. So she was 10 years old in those days, verse 41. And Bethuel, and let's see, now that really offends you because it's God. Now this woman here, Rebecca, 10 years old, and her husband, 40, um, they're the ones that brought forth Esau and Israel, Jacob and Esau. Jacob's name was turned to by God to Israel because he was a prince. He prevailed in prayer against the Lord. And so, because he tarried all night praying. And Israel had 12 boys and one girl. And those 12 boys, their names, this is a polygamous marriage too, uh, because he was married to four women and all the children whose names are on the gates in the kingdom of heaven are from a polygamous marriage. They had four mothers. Jacob or Israel had four wives. And all these children came from those four. And God exalts them very highly by putting their names in the gates of heaven. Each name, the 12 gates. And Bethuel and Laban and his children made a feast on that night. And Eliezer and his men came and ate. Now then. And it was at that time that Abraham again took a wife in his old age and her name was Keturah from the land of Canaan so she was a black woman verse 2 and she bare unto him Zimram and verse 45 states that and Isaac, Rebecca, the 10-year-old Rebecca's husband, was 40 years old. When he took Rebecca, the daughter of his uncle Bethuel, for a wife. All right, so there it is, folks. And maybe you know more than God, huh? You filthy reprobates know more than God. Now we're back. So the, the Catholics never put that in the Bible. They never put first, second, and third Enoch. They never put the book of uh, Adam and Eve in the Bible. They never put the book of um, uh, 
Enoch, first, second, and third Enoch, or the book of Seth, or the book of Noah, all these are missing and many more. There's the second and third book of Matthew. There are other, many other books. So, um, you need to get into the Word of God and read it, uh, so that you can tell that what is evil and then what a bunch of evil people are saying that are good and the evil. They say that it's punishing a woman to be married, that they're being abused. And they're turning them in. Just like Judas turned in Jesus. Turn him over to the rabble. So... Um, we know that we have to be baptized because we have to be mortal. We have to become dead. Uh, why are people baptized for the dead? In other words, to say, I'm dead to this world now. And so I'm going under the water. And then I'm going to rise up from the water in a new spirit. We all become new in Christ Jesus. Every All the old things that we did are put away. Now we Sabbath, we rest in Jesus so that we are able to enter the kingdom of heaven and so that we're able to do a work for God because when we're not tangled, entangled with the things of this world, then we are extremely able by the Holy Spirit to be led by the Lord. And why uh, stand we in jeopardy every hour? Why? I mean, now people are driving in their cars in Texas and Arkansas. There's uh, state troopers that are saying, who's, who's that woman in the car with you? How old is she? Um, and the woman may be 35, 40 years old. Are those your children back there? Shall we give them a blood test? Okay, say, so, well, listen, sir, you know, all my children came from the, uh, and really, is it any of your stinking business? Everybody has said, and we've said it for years, Sue and myself, that when it gets to the point when you've got the government more powerful than the people, then that's communism. It's what I've always called Catholic communism. Uh, they put a different label on it. They say that it's, um, uh, let's call it uh, democracy. But really all it is is a um, dictatorship. And they do a certain crimes, like the president was in on 9-11 was in on murdering those people at Waco. He was in on bombing the federal building because they were trying to get us to believe that it's the Arabs doing this so that we'll go overseas and smash them to the point to where they will kneel down and become what they call Democrats. They'll believe in democracy, which is nothing more than hypocrisy. Because what it is, is that it's a dictatorship. 
even Bush, with all the evil that he's done, has stated, uh, I wouldn't mind a dictatorship as long as I'm the dictator. And he likes the idea of being the Pope. He would like to do that because he is very big friends with the Pope. Notice, I mean, there's all kinds of websites with him, with the Pope, and meeting him at the airport, and building monuments unto him. One would think that, what does Rome have to do with the United States? We're supposed to be one nation. One. Uno. O-N-E nation. Under God with liberty and justice for all. We're not to be under Rome. What has Rome got to do with us? Or what are we to do with Rome? The Antichrist. I got some uh, hate mail the other day that said, you know, how, how old is your church? Um, we have been around and here. The person is probably about... Uh, 10 or 15 years old. We've been around for over 2,000 years. No, they've only been around as long as they were born. But let me tell you how the real church of God started. It didn't start in a monastery or one of these huge church-looking buildings because uh, Christ never had such a thing as that. How it happened was, was that it was on the day of Pentecost and all these 120 people were sitting in an upper room and as the Lord told them to, they're waiting for power from heaven. Power to be in the ministry. Power to put up with all the dirty, vile, rotten things that people in this world and false religions give people that are saved by born again with power from heaven. So we are very strong in the spirit, all right? Very strong. And you people do everything in your power to make our deaths look like an accident, or you do everything in your power to try to discourage us from going on. But once the we've felt the power of God and we've seen visions and dreams and signs and wonders, and we I was just jerked totally out of the entertainment industry. They asked anything you can do to me to make discourage me. I know, and whom my uh, master is, I know, and whom I have believed. And I am absolutely persuaded that he is able to keep me from you weasels until that day of judgment when I'm going to judge you. The Bible says, know ye not that ye, you born-again Christians, are the ones that's going to judge the angels, the, these uh, angels that fell from heaven. We're judging by the word of God. The word of God says they're going to hell, so it's very easy for me to judge when I'm using God's judgment. And all you people are going to hell as well, because you're not going to repent. You just keep pouring it on with your egghead TV programs and your egghead police departments coming up and shaking people down that are not sinning, and yet you're all voting is it okay for us to be perverts? Uh, let's vote to see if I can be married to a man. This is a new day and age. No, it isn't. There were perverts back then, too, and God uh, rained down fire on all. I mean, every one of those homosexuals and lesbians, and they 
Yeah, I cannot build that city any longer because God won't let him do it anymore. Then we go into the New Testament. It says that homosexuals are worthy to be put to death. But he said, vengeance is mine. So, of course, we're not going to do that. But all you people that are applauding homosexuality and saying that we have to love one another, the Lord tells us that we go to hell if we loved a homosexual or if we fellowshiped with them. And the same thing's going to happen to you. You know, ignorance of the law uh, will not be accepted at the judgment bar of God because you'll be guilty by association. You're guilty for deliberately being stupid and ignorant. Okay, now, verse 30, and why stand we in jeopardy? Why do we put up with all this persecution every hour? Every hour of the day. They could be killed like the people at Waco by these bunch of bastards. Remember, bastard, the word is not profanity. It's just that you don't have God for a father. Nobody knows who your dad is. Verse 31. I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I die daily. Verse 32. If after the manner of men, I have fought with beasts at Ephesus. Now he's, uh, he's talking about human beings that are beasts like many of you out there. What advantage it uh, me if the dead rise not? I'm preaching the gospel because I know I'm going to raise from the dead. I'm going to rise up and I'm going straight into heaven. And I've seen it in the most beautiful place. Just the feeling of being there is like so beautiful that uh, you just never, uh, you, that was the most disappointing moment in my life when I found out that he wasn't taking me right then. He said, not now. In other words, I've got something for you to do here on earth. I want you to teach the people in this world what the real Bible says, what my word says. And I don't want you to back up. Let us eat and drink for tomorrow. Mm, we die. Well, it's for sure you're going to die. And it's like my uncle said, one of my uncles, he said, uh, Tony, I'm not worried about dying. He says, I'm just afraid of where I'm going after I die. And that would, should be the major fear of you people. A lot of people, when I was in, uh, going, they took me into court on the IRS case, uh, case. A lot of people that were in my church that I fed, clothed, house, brought the gospel to, led them to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They decided to um, turn me over to the devil. And they did it. And there's no way that they can take that back. There, you people are going to hell if you're listening to me. And I believe you are. You're going to hell. And you don't believe that there's a hell? You don't believe the Bible? Well, look at all the things that are happening to this earth now from the plagues that God is sending down. You know, you've heard me read that to you on many occasions. You heard Susie 
read those scriptures to you on many occasions. And so, you know, I be not knowing that I know that you're scared to death. You are scared to death because you know the scriptures are true. Verse 33, be not deceived. Evil communications. You were communicating evil things one to another. Corrupt good manners. You don't have any good manners. Verse 34. Awake to righteousness. Wake up, you sleeping dogs, and sin not. Now, all you people that say it's all right to sin, then why over and over and over again in the Bible does it say sin not? For uh, some have not the knowledge of God, but you folks that left the church and turned me in, knowing that I have the Lord in me. Ah, you know you're wrong, but you were let out of prison, and that seemed good at that time, but now you're stuck with it. I speak this to your shame. Verse 35, but some man will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Verse 36, thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. Well, if the word of God is sown into you to the point of where the word mortifies your flesh, then you died. But you cannot be quickened from the dead if you don't die out to this world and yourself if you think so you're a fool he says thou fool that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die so every seed that's put in the ground has to die before it can spring forth there's a hard shell around every seed that you sow you throw it into the earth and there's something happens in the earth there. It starts, the seed starts rotting. And then the seed, the life that's in that seed sprouts up. And that's what you're seeing when you see all the green grass and the trees and the fruit and the, the flowers. They, they had to die first before they could rise up and have the beautiful, uh, Look that they have today, and when, before they can be eaten. Verse 37, And that which thou sowest, thou uh, sowest not that body that shall be. You're not sowing something that's going to be. Uh, it doesn't look like it. It just looks like an ugly-looking seed. But... All it is, as he's saying, is bare grain. It may chance of wheat or of some other grain. Verse 38, but God giveth it a body as it has pleased him. And to every seed his own body. 
In other words, where a seed is sown, uh, the body that God wants it to be, it comes up that way. A radish seed is going to bring forth a radish. A celery seed will bring forth celery. A tomato seed will bring forth tomatoes. The human seed will bring forth humans. The um, hundreds of varieties of animals, whatever seed they carry, they will bring forth exactly what they sow. Verse 39, all flesh is not the same flesh, but uh, there is one kind of flesh of men. And that takes one certain kind of seed because you cannot have sexual relationships with an animal and bring forth a man or a woman. And um, other flesh of beasts, they bring forth beasts, another of fishes, and another of birds. They bring forth fishes and birds. Verse 40, there are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial, which is uh, human beings, is another. Verse 41, there is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars for one star is different they're different from one another in a glory verse 42 so also is the resurrection of the dead it is sown in corruption. We just sow the seed, we just throw it out there by the handful. It is raised in incorruption. Verse 43. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. You look at a, at a lawn outside and you'll see that it's glorious. It's beautifully green and um, it is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Verse 44, it is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Now, verse 45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit or a life-giving spirit. And the last Adam is Jesus because the first Adam failed. So God had to call another Adam that would not fail. And his name is the living God, God with us, Jesus the Lord. Verse 46. How be it that was not first, which is spiritual, 
but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. Hmm? Verse 47, the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. I noticed in heaven when I saw it, the Lord uh, showed me, soon myself there alive, and there wasn't any dirt there at all. We were not made out of dirt there. We were born again. We had uh, the, the spirit. We were clothed with righteousness. And I noticed when I saw Jesus that he wasn't made out of dirt. You could see him so much more plainly. And he was sitting there on the throne and uh, was uh, warning me, don't, uh, you know, you're not reading the Bible enough. And so I, it was so clean and so beautiful and so nice that I, I wanted to be there. I really was very grieved when he said, not now. Because uh, I was, uh, I have been in the gospel field quite a while, and I just want to be in heaven. Verse 48, as is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. So you're made out of earth, you're made out of dirt. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Everything on earth looks real dull. Uh, it's made out of dirt. You can't point at anything on this earth that is not made of dirt, except water. But there's a heavenly water, and there's a heavenly place where you put your feet. It's made out of solid gold. And it's so much better there. Eye has not seen, ears not heard, nor has it entered the heart of man. The beautiful things that the Lord has laid away for those that love him and keep his commandments. Verse 49, and as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. But not you people that have forsaken and have come against the house of God. You will not bear the image of the heavenly. You're going to bear the image of the devil. Verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Do you think that because you're uh, having fun being corrupt here on earth, that you're going to inherit the kingdom of heaven? You're crazy. I just read it to you. You're not going to reap the kingdom of heaven. Verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Those of you that go to hell, you'll be changed. Your body, uh, you're going to be burned forever. And you're never going to stop burning. Verse 52. In uh, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, or the trumpet, shall sound, and the dead shall be raised, incorruptible, 
and we shall be changed. Verse 53, for this corruptible must put on incorruption. We can't be uh, corruptible. We have to put on incorruption if we're going to be receive immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that it is written, death is swallowed up in a victory. Okay, I have to stop right now because uh, we've run out of time. This is the time that we have to pray. Now, you know, you know, just living in this world, there's many discouragements. So many people want to commit suicide. So many people think they're doing people a favor by helping them commit suicide. But there's no possible way that uh, people can uh, be saved by uh, going that route. Uh, death is swallowed up in victory, and Jesus has given us the victory. Verse 55, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? You don't have any. Verse 56, the sting of death is sin. So don't sin because uh, if you sin, that is a sting. You know you're going to hell. And the strength of sin is the law. Verse 57, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always uh, abounding in the work of the Lord, being abundantly abounding in it, for as much as ye know that your uh, labor is not in vain in the Lord. If you have labor outside of the Lord, well, your labor is in vain. It doesn't mean anything. You're knocking people's teeth up in the name of Jesus. Um, that's not the labor of the Lord. And these boxers are quite a bit dingy. And, you know, they have these bells ringing in their ear. And they think, I'm just knocking people out in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Well, the time is up right now. And we finished that chapter. So we'll be starting chapter 16. Uh, when we start again. Uh, next message. So say this prayer so that you can have a victorious resurrection without any sting of death on it. Say to the Lord, say, my Lord and my God, have mercy. Mercy. Mercy on my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood. That all my former filthy sins could be washed away and drowned in the sea of God's forgetfulness. 
I you will, Lord God. I open the door of my heart. And I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father. Lord Spirit, wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, just raise your hands up and thank and praise the Lord, and um, keep doing it, and Sharon, tell everyone how they can receive a copy of this program, number 685. It's free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo, and you know, John the Revelator, John who wrote the book of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John in the book of Revelation, says, I was in uh, taken up in the Spirit, and God showed me I saw a mighty number. That means a lot of different saints. I saw a mighty number, and J.D. Sumner, the Stamps, and myself, we're going to sing for you now, I, John, saw. Well, and I can't saw a mighty number Way up in the middle of the air And I can't saw a mighty number Way up in the middle of the air And I well, can't saw a mighty number Way up in the middle of the air And I can't saw a mighty number Way in the middle of the air Well, there were three gates Singing the east, three gates singing the west. Three gates singing the north, three gates singing the south. And that made twelve gates to the city, four square wide. Hallelujah, somebody knew will I jump, somebody number. Well, in the middle of the year, will I jump, somebody number. Well, in the middle of the year, oh, John declared. So man, he had twelve stars in his right hand. Well, his eyes flashed fire like the burning sun. Oh, John got scared and he wanted to run. Well, I wanted to run, but his feet wouldn't go. Cause he felt the gospel coming like a two-handed sword. Well, he heard a voice and said, John, take a look. But you see them laying right above. He saw twelve angels in the east. Twelve angels in the west. Twelve angels in the north. Twelve angels in the south. Forty-eight angels to the city. Four square white. Hallelujah. Somebody know me. I'm somebody number. Way up in the 
Sohbanullah